here i was this is why i just asked people if they want to talk i was like you were unlocking the door this morning here we are at we are at new river gorge national park and preserve this is the first national park i'm going to hit on this trip i don't know how many parks i'm going to get into but i hopefully i can get into a lot of them because what a what a great spot to wake up here really 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 good uh deal here i i, I met this met this guy it's ben Dave. Oh, Dave. 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 Dave Brett. Barry. Dave Barry. Oh, okay. Barry. Dave Barry. B-I-E-R. And uh, Barry. 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 <laughs> Barry. He's nice enough to sit down here this morning and uh, and just give me a little rundown of this park here. So, um, before we get into the park, what's your what's your history here? What's your background with the Park Service? Um, so, I've worked for the National Park Service for 27 years now, and the last 15 years I've been here at Nuver Gorge. I uh, never really intended to stay that long, but it's a, it's a unique place, and it's kept me busy for a long time here now. Um, my job here is a district supervisor, so I supervise the North District interpretive staff that works here at a Canyon Room Visitor Center. Uh, I'm also a public information officer, so I do a lot of this kind of stuff with the media. Ah, so I just caught I just the right, caught the right, opened the door for you caught the right man at the right <laughs> time this morning. That's fate. That's, that's been... Uh, that pretty much, honestly, the, the, the interaction I had with you, the crossing of paths I had with you, pretty much sums up every single interaction I've had with people right. along the way here, whether, I'm, whether or not I'm meeting people to find someone to interview about a brewery or, or anything else. I just have always had the luck of running into the right people at the right time. So thanks for really, really appreciate you being willing to sit down and, and share here. Absolutely. Um, did you say where you were born? Originally from New Jersey. Okay. I grew up in the suburbs outside of New York City. Oh, a little little city boy out in the <laughs> so, suburbs, huh? It's been a long time since I've lived there, and, and, uh, and how, lived all over the place with the park service over the last uh, okay, a better than twenty seven. Where years all now. have where all have you been? Uh, before coming out here, I was at Guadalupe Mountains National Park out in West Texas in the desert for about seven years. Um, before that, I was at Cape Lookout National Seashore in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Worked for a little bit at uh, CNO Canal National Historical Park uh, outside of Washington D.C. And then for a bunch of years, I was a seasonal ranger, worked seasons at uh, Mammoth Cave National Park, Death Valley, uh, Grand Canyon, um, Lake Mead, Mojave National Preserve. Wow. So. What a life, man. What a, what a life. I live in a lot of beautiful places. The yeah. places people go to on vacation get to, to live and work. Right. There, so I did spend, <laughs> I spent one summer um, working in the Tetons and, oh, really? and that was probably one of the best summers of my life as far as a work work life balance goes i mean there's nothing work. better than than getting to just come to work in this type of environment what a great office here you got dude <laughs> can't complain about that my, my office yeah. view is right out the back there, yeah over the, over the gorge it's and the, stunning the bridge here <laughs> it's abs it's absolutely stunning um so how long did you say you'd been here at the par- at this? I've place? been at this park for fifteen years now. For fifteen years, so you, you're you're two thousand eight. You're pretty settled here, in you live in Fayetteville. Actually, I live in Beckley, just south of here. Okay, how far is Beckley from here? How far is that? It's less than a half hour drive. Less than a half hour. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, we can't get into the topics. I would love to get into some topics for the people listening. You know, I do a bunch of beer reviews. Maybe on another time, I could have a good conversation right. with that. But we're we're here to talk parks. We're here <laughs> to talk parks today. So. Um, 
tell me about the history of this place. Where does it, where does the history of this park go back to here? So just in terms of the park, um, it was designated as a national river back in 1978. And that's a point of confusion when a lot of people come here because we're the, the newest national park uh, is what you'll hear people say. Interesting. Uh, because we were redesignated as a national park just back in December of 2020. Uh, but we were designated as a national river back in 1978. So we've actually been here for quite a while. And nothing really changed in terms of the park when we were redesignated from a national river to a national park. Uh, it's the same park as it was, the same resources, same things to do. But uh, that redesignation has certainly put us on the map. And we've seen a huge increase in visitors here. And uh, one of the real big differences is we used to be more of a place that people stopped on the way somewhere else where now we've become more of the destination. People are coming here and, you know, they've yeah. been to lots of other national parks and here's a new one for them to go to. So they're, they're you know, it's bringing more people here and they're finding out that this really is a really unique uh, area. It is super unique. I came um, down from uh, Charleston, is it, yeah, Charleston, um, yep. that drive along the highway there, the super windy road, is it right. 60 or whatever? Right. That is a unbelievable drive. And then getting here into Fayetteville and going and hitting the, hitting the breweries around here, it's just like, what a cool, cool area. So um, do you know what this, like what formed the gorge? What, how did this gorge form throughout time? So the, the river formed the gorge here. Um, looking out over the view here, you'll be looking down at the new river, um, which kind of carves through the Appalachian Mountains. And there's some things that are kind of unique about it. First of all, it's not very aptly named. It is not at all a new river. It's one of the oldest rivers in the world. And if you look at the geology here, one of the reasons they realize it's such an old river, if you look out the view, it's right through the trees behind us here, but if you go out beyond the trees and look at the view, uh, really deep gorge. It's really rugged terrain. But if you look at the top, everything's flat. This is really an eroded plateau more than a mountain range. Other parts of the Appalachians are much pointier up and down. Where here, it's flat right across the top. So this river formed before this last uplift of the mountain. So the river is actually older than the mountains here. Whoa. Uh, this river was you, one of the reasons they can tell it's an old river. If you look at really old rivers, like imagine the Nile, they are in kind of flat floodplains with big meanders. You only get those meanders if you're in a big open plain where it can meander around. And the new river has those meanders, uh, but it also shows the characteristics of a newer river being in a deep gorge, cutting through the rocks, big white water. Uh, so what we believe happened is the last time the Appalachian Mountains eroded down to a flat plateau or a flat landscape, uh, like kind of big floodplain, the ancestral new river that we call the Taze was here flowing through that floodplain. And the last time the Appalachian Mountains uplifted, they uplifted as a big, flat, solid landmass uh, rather than buckling and folding like other parts of the mountains. And being it lifted up as a flat landmass, the water was already there that running in that river, and it just kept carving through as the rocks uplifted. So that's why it meanders the way it does. That's why it goes straight through the mountain range here. Uh, so it's, it's a unique river. So I kind of hit you guys. Everyone's been asking me if I'm doing this uh – this river if i'm a, if i'm in town for the river thing because there's like some rafting river rafting or white water well, thing going so on we've right got now several we've got two um three different national park sites here actually besides new river gorge national park and preserve we also manage the bluestone national scenic river south of us and then north of us is golly river national recreation golly. area that's what people the are golly asking river golly. is another river that uh, is managed by the national park service here it's a recreation area it's mainly uh, a whitewater rafting river. That's why people usually go to that park is for rafting. 
Uh, what we're looking at down here, the river that's just below us, the New River, this part of the New River right here by Canyon Rim is called the Lower Gorge, and it's where the, the bigger whitewater is. And you're looking at class fours and a couple of fives there. Uh, Golly River is more class fours and fives, even more technical, uh, much more of a drop. The rapids are bigger and they're closer together, so it's a even more exciting run than the lower New River Gorge. Uh, but it's only raftable at certain times of the year. The New River people can basically paddle or raft at any time of the year, uh, although most of the outfitters run from spring through fall. Uh, but the Golly is really just a, about a six-week season every year. It starts right after Labor Day. Uh, when they start to drop water out of the um, Summersville Dam to drop the, the lake down to Winterpool. Yeah. Uh, and that's where they run it. So the outfitters kind of work with the Army Corps of Engineers there to let that water out on the weekends when they run the river. Oh. Uh, so it's really just a seasonal thing for a few weeks just on the weekends. Uh, but it draws a pile of people here to the area. Yeah. And tomorrow is the Golly Fest, which is one of the big days that uh, there will be a lot of rafters in town. And, awesome. And awesome. All the, uh, everything's going to be busy tomorrow night. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as far as the park goes here, um, there wasn't a gate. That was kind of nice. In most mm -hmm. national parks, there's uh, at least like different ones, depending on the park or whatever you go to. Sometimes you enter a gate. Sometimes you just drive through. It's, right. not, it's free to come into this park. You don't need a national park pass to, to visit. It is free, and one of the things that's different about this park than a lot of parks is it isn't a traditional park where you enter through the entrance gate and you're in the park and you hit the visitor center and drive around the park. Uh, this park is it's a long, skinny park. It's stretched out over 53 miles of the New River, and there's really dozens of different roads that go into the park. There's no one road that runs through the entire park. So if you come here to Canyon Rim, when you go somewhere else in the park, you need to leave the park, drive back in somewhere else. Uh, so anywhere you go in the park, you kind of have to leave to go back to another location in the park. So it's a little bit different than a lot of parks, and that's why there's not an entrance fee because there's literally dozens of different ways to get into the park. The park itself is about uh, a little over 70,000 acres. Wow. Uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of spread out all over the It is spread right out. Here. The park itself is contiguous, although it doesn't feel like that because you can't run it contiguously unless you're in the train. The railroad tracks still run from one end of the park to you the other. You guys have a train that, that so runs people So we don't here? have a train, but it's the um, CSX runs the, the railroad through here, and then it's mainly freight trains. But oh. Amtrak actually does run through here three days a week. The wow. Cardinal route from Chicago to D.C. or New York comes through the gorge three times a week. That's one of the only ways to actually see the park from one end to the other. Unless <laughs> you spend several days in a boat, you know, rafting or kayaking Dang. it. Okay. But there is, someone was telling me there's like a 45-minute one-way Drive. So there's a road right out of here um, at Canyon Rim called uh, Fayette Station Road. And basically, it's the old road that people used to have to drive down before they built the New River Gorge Bridge. Uh, it's an eight-mile drive, but it does take about 40, 45 minutes because it's so windy. Uh, lots of tight switchbacks. It drops down 900 feet from here at Canyon Rim down to the bottom of the river, uh, bottom of the gorge, rather, to the river. It'll cross the old Fayette Station Bridge and then go back up the other side. So it's hmm. something definitely recommend anybody in this area to do, and unless you're driving a, a big RV or pulling a trailer because it's a little tight, windy road. Yeah. Not really good for real large vehicles. But it's a one-way road. It's an easy enough road to drive down. It gives you some really spectacular views underneath the bridge and get you down to the river where you could actually get out where they um, come off the river on their whitewater rafting trips. If you raft the lower gorge, you come out off of the Fayette Station Road right under the bridge. So you can kind of see okay. some of the, the rafters down there, get up close to the, the river. I'll have to check that out. You said it's about a four. They said it was like about a forty-five minute. Drive. From here, it's about a forty-five minute drive. And okay. if you stop at Canyon Rim Visitor Center where you're at now, I'll, I'll give it to you before you leave. But 
stop here at Canyon Run Visitor Center. Uh, we've got a map that we cool. give people that will show you the route down. Awesome. How about uh, hiking trails? You guys have miles and miles and miles yes. of hiking trails. This is in a here, big huh? location for hiking. We've got over 100 miles of trails in the park. Uh, all of them open to hiking. Some of them also open to biking. There are actually some specific trails that are just made for mountain biking. Um, there's also some old kind of rail grades that used to be railroads that now are trails that are nice for biking as well. But uh, over 100 miles of hiking trails, a real variety in trails. Uh, there's some really nice ones that go out to scenic viewpoints. Around here at Canyon Rim, there's a lot of trails up on the rim of the gorge that aren't very difficult that take you out to the edge of the gorge where you get some neat views. There's some more difficult trails that take you, you know, down lower into the gorge where you get a little bit more elevation. A lot of trails that follow creeks and waterfalls and that sort of thing. So there's real variety. One of the things I love about this park is the variety of not only the different ecosystems and trails and you know, the variety of plant life in this park is one of the things that makes it significant bears. on a national level. We do have bears. Grizzlies uh, or just black bears? Just black bears. Okay. Uh, but they still eat people. Not something to worry about. <laughs> we, we've never had an aggressive bear encounter yet, but, uh, you know, they are around sometimes. I got to tell you a, story, a quick story real quick because I was sure. a server in the Tetons, and I got a, I got a corporate write-up because um, I jokingly, the guests, one of the guests at the table were talking about, like, trying to, trying to encourage calm their kids' nerves back. Oh, no, the bears don't bug people. The bears don't bug people. <laughs> and I chime in, witty me, chime in and say, oh, no, bears bears eat people all the time around here. Because it's true. <laughs> I mean, it's it's true. You mess around in the Tetons and you might get eaten by a bear if you don't if you don't mind your wits about you. But <clears throat> the delivery was the delivery was uh, was very poor right. in that <laughs> sense. So I did get a corporate write-up for telling the guests that the bears would eat them. It's probably not good for business. Probably not good for the bottom line, <laughs> you know. So, But the black bear are safe. You, what other kind of wildlife are you going to see around here usually? Uh, besides black bears, uh, white-tailed deer is probably the most commonly okay. seen. Larger mammal, um, skunks, raccoons, fox, gray fox, and uh, red, uh, red fox, uh, coyotes. Uh, bobcats are around, but they're extremely rare to hmm. see. Um, so, yeah, pretty good variety of wildlife. Like, so one of the things that makes this place significant, though, on a national level is the variety of plant life. They say there's more species of plants in the New River Gorge than any other river gorge in the Appalachian Mountains. Because so we, we are in a rainforest? Is that? It's, it's wet here, certainly wetter than anything around, because in the mountains we get a lot more storms, so we get more snow in the winter, we get more rain. So it is a usually a pretty wet environment. You're kind of we got a little rain just this last week, but we've been in a little bit of a dry spell. The river's been down pretty low lately, but okay. uh, this is our dry time of year too in the fall. Right on. Well, I did offer you some coffee here. I don't give enough shout outs to Stumbinos out of Fergus Falls, Minnesota. I should be mentioning them in every single episode because they are my sponsor. But if you change your mind, I do have some delicious Stumbinos coffee here for right, you to I'll try. Take you up afterwards. Yeah, they're pretty pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Um, what else? What else do the people need to know about this park? What would you like to, to share with this with the people out there? One of the things I'm starting to say is that you know the diversity not only of the wildlife here, but the diversity of the trails and the area itself. Besides the natural environment, we've talked a little bit about the the natural history here, but there's a really unique human history here too, and that's apparent on the trails. Many of the trails go out to some of the you know cultural sites in the park, and that goes back you know, to prehistoric people here thousands of years ago, tens of thousands, you know, 10,000 years ago or more. But most of the stuff that's evident today are more recent history from the coal mining era and from railroading. Uh, you can go down to the town of Thurman, which at one time was the one of the busiest towns on the CNO Railroad. Uh, there was years there was more revenue that went through Thurman than even 
um, Richmond, Virginia, and today wow. there's about five people that still live down there. You know, so it's kind of a not quite a ghost town because huh. some people do still live there, but a lot of old abandoned buildings that you can check out. Uh, we've got old mining towns. Nuttleburg is one of my favorite places to go explore. Um, it was a mining town that started up just after the railroad came through here, which was back in 1873. Dang. And it ran up until the 50s or so. And it's uh, probably the best preserved remains of a coal town from that time period that you'll find anywhere. Uh, also adding to the history uh, and the significance of it was that the fact that it was owned and operated by Henry Ford for a number of years, huh. where he was pretty much trying to control every aspect of building a car right down to the, the coal it took to make the steel. Uh, but today, the, the coal tipple down at the bottom, which is where they would have loaded the coal onto the railroad cars, uh, is all still standing. The entire conveyor that brought the coal down from the coal mine down to the site uh, below is all still standing, as well as the head house up at the top of the conveyor. So there's a lot of buildings still standing and, and ruins of the old uh, houses and, and buildings down at the bottom. Hmm. So it's a neat place to explore, and that's kind of unique throughout the park, especially you know, in another month or two as all the leaves come down off of the trees here. It's a little bit easier to see stuff. And really this part of the gorge in the, the north end of the park, there was a coal town pretty much every half mile along the river. Hmm. Uh, so you walk around today and you'll see lots of just old ruins and foundations of buildings and, and stuff like that. So it's a unique place in terms of the human history here too. Yeah, I met uh – one of the girls, gosh, I can't remember her name. I said it. I said it in the podcast uh, with the guys from Bridge Brew. But the bartender from Bridge Brew, she was saying that her family was one of the first families to incorporate this area back in like the mm -hmm. 1800s or something. So I thought that was really, really cool that she's still here pouring beers at the brewery. <laughs> like, There's a lot of that here too. A lot of people you talk to have you know deep connections to this land and have been here for generations. Uh, even some of our rangers that work here have. You know, families that have been around here for many years and are tied into that coal history. The history we interpret here, a lot of the, a lot of the history is is more recent, the coal mining and yeah. railroading. So a lot of those people are still around, or their descendants are still here. So it's it's uh, pretty unique. Awesome. Well, Dave, thank you for sitting down. I don't want to take too much time out of your day. I mean, unless you want to sure. talk all day, we could talk all day about this place. Right. But <laughs> I'm uh I'm gonna kind of pack up pack up my stuff here. I could. I feel like I could spend a whole week and not see everything there is to see in even just this little part of uh, West Virginia here. I highly recommend checking this area out. It's worth it if you love. I mean, there's camping all over. I'm sure. Is there, is there camping in the lots park? Of camping. There are campgrounds in the park. The campgrounds in the park are primitive campgrounds. Ooh, uh, they're still free. You oh. can legally park there overnight and how did, sleep in your how, vehicle. How did I not find can, out about that? You can hike that. Wait, uh, how I did can I show not, you the map before that, you leave. That would be you. awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. Then I don't have to be breaking the rules. So exactly. So <laughs> you don't have to break map. the rules. It's probably it's probably way nicer finding one of those primitive sites. That's yeah, probably where it's advise, at. Definitely you know, do some research before you come out. And you okay. can check our website, and it's got all the information. Uh, all of our sites are primitive. They're first come, first served. They don't charge a fee. Um, there's basically going to be a vault toilet down there and a Dang. picnic table and a grill site is about it. But um, Sounds some of nice. the sites are drive-in ones that you can camp in a vehicle. Um, most of them are like smaller RVs or van campers, probably the biggest thing huh. you'll get in there. And then some of them are walk-in sites that you can only walk in and set up a tent. Those are uh, sweet But then too. there's also, if that's not your thing, there's uh, several state parks around that have more full-service campgrounds, and there's just a huge variety of uh, private campgrounds in the area too. Yep. And just to just to clarify, you are it is illegal. It is illegal to sleep here. Do not do that. It is breaking the law. <laughs> just to be very very clear, don't do that. The park rangers will will give you help. So the, the the park's open 24 hours, but the okay. parking lots at the visitor centers 
are not campgrounds. So right, um, yeah, you're not supposed to park in your vehicle and sleep overnight. It's not what it's not what Just we're doing. Do that here. at a campground. Yeah, we don't do that. We didn't do that. That certainly didn't happen. Right. Um, yes, but I really appreciate your time, man. I appreciate. Yeah, it. I think right. the, I think that this is going to give a good uh, a good highlight of the park. And uh, I yeah, again, highly highly recommend West Virginia. I'm sad that I'm leaving this state, but I'm sure that I'm going to see some really cool stuff down in North Carolina and Georgia. And Absolutely. Too. So well, yeah, I'm talking to you. Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, stay tuned for more i'm going to be hitting more breweries i'm going to be hitting and doing more parks hopefully talking to more interesting people whatever comes up we're going to be doing it so stay tuned guys i've seen these faces and i've heard it all before i got a list of places that i don't go anymore goodbye to nothing and hello to nothing more